Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. You're amazing. You ought to be after 20 years. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me. At your next event, you know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are oh, you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Sharon Marie White. Ooh, her her bio says she grew up in the small town of Manitoba, Napinka, Manitoba, Canada, and now resides in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, west of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's just the beginning of her bio. She's been playing since 14 years old. Singer, songwriter, can you dig it? I knew that you could. We're going to get to find out a little bit more about Sharon Marie White. So stick around. This week's shows, let's see, on Friday night, I'll be at my usual Friday night gig at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The video dance party karaoke jam. Yes, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. We got a little concert starring each and every one of you. All you got to do to be a star is sign up for karaoke. It's easy. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open. They got some good food in that kitchen, too. I encourage you. Have some food. Have some fun. And they got a, a, a pool tournament. They got 10 diamond-style pool tables, and they have a pool tournament on Friday night. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, I encourage you to check out the RAB in Conway, Arkansas. Good times. Good fun at the RAB. 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM is when the karaoke video dance party is. Come on out and play. And on Saturday, oh, Saturday, oh, my goodness, I have a an all-day family event uh, for not my family, it's a family down in Hot Springs. I'm so excited. This is the second year in a row that they've had me over uh, to do their 4th of July event. So I'm stoked to be with them. Oh, so good. So good. But unless you're invited, you cannot come. I'm just excited that I get to be a part of the show. But it's, it, man, my goodness, it's going long. This one's like uh, an eight-hour show. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Once we get the, the, the music and the karaoke going, I'll go. I'll go for hours. My, my goodness, I'm thinking about a time that I was, uh, I did something for the, uh, the Red Cross uh, quite a few times even. And I remember those things were, were nearly 24 hours straight. I mean, I, I barely sat down. I mean, I was drinking coffee and uh, I, you know, I stepped away for a second, but I left the music going. Uh, you know, if I had to, to go uh, use the potty, I would do that. But, uh, man, I remember those were some long shows. Ah, my 20s were fun. <laughs> they, they were fun. I was still made of rubber. And I, was still, I still had Wolverine powers. I could do all night, all day, all night shows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. That's enough intro. I'm, I'm reminiscing about, oh, just, just the craziest shows that I've done over the years. Maybe I'll talk about those sometime. But today is a day for sharing. Sharon Marie White out of Canada. Oh, I got her on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user 
forward slash Keys Dan. Skyping Sharon Marie White now. But you're my witness. I did the same thing, didn't I? Yes, you did. You're smarter than the machine. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Ah, I am jinxed sure. with uh, technology, Dan. Well, you have an <laughs> IT guy, and that's a good thing to have. He's he's IT. the biggest part of your team. You have a oh, teammate. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I know that in this uh, thing we call show business, we can only go so far on our own, and then we have to have a team. Uh, to help us out, help us get further in- into the That's stratosphere right. as we go. Right. But Sharon Marie White, we're off to a great start. My goodness. You know, I, no, I look, I don't know a lot about Cal- Calgary, Alberta. I don't know about a lot, a lot about Nam- Napinka, Manitoba. I'm sure it's all in Canada somewhere. It, uh, it, it is. And you should know Calgary. That stampede's going to be here next week. What's a stampede? Uh, the rodeo, big, the biggest show on earth. Okay, I always thought that was Ringley Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus, but I guess that's been disbanded, so that why not have the Stampede take that over? Because there was a, yeah, uh, yeah I guess there was a, there was cruelty to animals uh, that was involved in, in the Ringling Brothers. The Stampede, uh, are they getting watched very closely by the PETA and the, and the people? What do you think? Yes, they are. I know, you know, every once in a while, the chuck wagon races, a horse gets hurt or worse. So I'm not sure if they still do that or not, to be totally honest. And, you know, when we lived in Manitoba, we flew here to go to the Stampede. We've now lived here for 20 years and haven't been once. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. I lived in Miami, Florida, which is about five hours away from Disney World. We went to Disney World once, twice, three times a year. Every year uh, since I, I since I can remember, since I was a little baby until I was a teenager and almost out of the house. Then I moved to to Orlando, which is right next to Disney World. I went zero point zero times in the year that I was living there. So I understand, you know, that that you don't want to do the things in your own backyard when you want to take an adventure. You want to go someplace else. But there is so much to see in your own backyard. If you were on the tourism board for Alberta, Calgary, what would be the things to do? You say the stampede is coming. So that's once a year. But what else is there to do in Alberta, in Calgary? Well, and at one time, um, it was kind of the oil and gas uh, capital, which that's what my husband and I do. um, And we work actually in the next province over in Saskatchewan. You probably never heard of that province. I've heard of it. I know. I've definitely heard. I've heard of little towns in Canada, lots of towns in Canada. I've talked to many Canadians. I realize that you're in the mountain time zone because we were trying to set this up and figure out what time is where. You know, if I'm in central, you're in mountain. So we know that we're an hour apart. Uh, But uh, so you you also know my math really sucks. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up, but, you know, East Coast is one hour ahead and uh, Mountain is one hour behind. So uh, in my perspective, 
But for you, yes. it's right on time. Whenever you get there <laughs> is right on time. You know, and I've well, told I, people I that. I apologize for the delay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, talk about right on time. Uh, let's talk about the shows. Let's talk about the time when, uh, when a, a little Sharon Marie White, and maybe that wasn't your name back then, because we know that your IT guy is also your husband. Oh, I, I probably should have said spoiler before that, but I, I said it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's out there. But um, you yeah. have... You have a, a husband that's that's uh, that that's a teammate that's helping you out that you are helping as well. It's good to go through life as a team. But before that, when you were a wee wee little tiny Sharon, Sharon Marie in um, I guess Manitoba, Napinka. Now there's a new Napinka. there's a new one for me. I don't know Napinka yeah. at all. Tell me about Napinka. Is it population well, 500 or is it population 500,000? No, it's it's more like 500, yes. Okay, salute. Yeah. And my, my mom and dad um, farmed. So I was, um, I had three older sisters, like fairly older sisters. Um, and my mom and dad loved country and Western music. So that's, they had the old records with, you know, with Patsy Cline and, you know, Loretta Lynn, all, all that stuff. And then I would go upstairs to my, when they were at school, my sisters, I'd go upstairs and play their records, which were the Beatles, the Stones. Do you remember these guys, the Herman's Hermits? Herman's Hermits. I, it's a, uh, wait, uh, I can't, no, wait, no, I don't remember their hit. I don't remember <laughs> their hit right off. But um, so I would, I was always listening to music and I would have to learn the lyrics to, to every song. Yeah, just from a little girl, I just loved to sing. Um, and then unfortunately, my father passed away when I was only nine. So we moved off the farm. And you have to understand that 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 little town of Napinka is where uh, a lot of my cousins uh, live and still farm because uh, my dad came from a family of 11. And so lots of aunties and uncles, um, again, which, you know, they're it's mostly just my my cousins that are alive now. But so just, yeah, and then moved to another little, a little bigger little town. Um, and then at 14, I wanted to learn the guitar. And I, one of my teachers actually taught guitar. And that's kind of how this whole process evolved from just, you know, learning to sing along with the record to actually playing the guitar and then singing with the guitar. And I remember um, there was about three of us in, in this little group of guitar students and, um, our teacher said, you know what, I think we should form a band because you guys are like, we all took it very seriously, even at 14, 15 years old. And so we formed a little band. And But I do remember, you know, first singing along, learning to play the guitar. And my, my teacher said to my mom, your daughter can really sing. And she goes, well, but she, she loves to sing. So anyway, that's kind of how that whole thing started. But it was rock and roll back in the day. Well, I mean, I do want to back up a little bit. Uh, first of all, I'm okay. sorry that you lost your, your dad at such a young age, but you've also touched upon uh, the plight of the farmer. The farmer, yes. are the farmers of, of the world are the ones that are making the food. They're, they're growing the food for the entire planet. And it's such a fragile ecosystem for the farm. If a farmer has sons and daughters, they are expected to take over become that farm as well take over the family business now a lot of times that doesn't happen but it's so fragile if you have four girls <laughs> you're you're right you know and i'm not saying that girls cannot work the farm and but they, they certainly can 
I'm, I'm, I'm watching uh, Yellowstone. Uh, great show. Uh, love that show. And and uh, the yeah. daughters seem to be the one that holds it all all together in that uh, yeah. in that uh, fictionalized, but based on a true true events. Uh, I think the writer grew up as a as a farmer, as a cattle rancher, and uh, and came up with that idea. But you growing up on the farm, but as soon as your father passed away, that's it. The farm is done. There was nobody. You had to move off the farm. And then where did you end up? Did 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 mom end up having uh, to get a, a job and start working? What what kind of work did she do? Yeah. She, so like I said, we moved to another little town 10 miles away and she became she worked at a motel house cleaning because um, she didn't have a ton of education. Um, but always provided and was very, very frugal, which I have inherited from her, although my husband may disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then of course, my sisters were all older. And I remember one of my aunties saying, you know, it, it was kind of nice that there's such an age span, because your sisters all are, you know, uh, left home. And then my dad had passed away. And at least my mom had me at home. Mm-hmm. For the, you know, till from nine to 18. Um, so, and I, you know, it's, so it's, it's interesting how pe- other people see things, right? You know, well, I have that similar uh, respect. Uh, my um, half brother and, and I are only three and a half years apart, but then I have a stepsister that's about 20 years my junior. So she, I understand right. how she grew up in the house, even though she had two older brothers, she grew up as an only child. So it was, you had the ability to go one-on-one with your mother and your mother was able to put all of herself into you. The frugalness, I like it. You know, it depends on on how many packages uh, show up on the door from uh, their various courier services. Uh, You know, does that happen often? (laughs) If it happens too often, maybe your frugalness needs to be checked a little bit. But, uh, you know, but if you say you're frugal, I can only take you at your word as I hardly know you. But we're getting to know you, Sharon Marie White. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you grew up uh, when you were on the farm. And I guess until nine, were you doing any chores as a farm girl? No, I was um, not really. I would just kind of, you know, I I just remember. Well, here's a funny story. My sister teases me about this because, again, I love to sing. So I'd be outside. um, You'd be outside. Oh, we froze there. Okay. Um, I'd be outside singing away, and then I'd walk over to the fence, and I'd stand on the fence, and the cows were there, of course, and I'd be singing to the cows. And she said, well, at least you had a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay, there's many different types of farms. When, you're, when you say farm, it could be, you know, fruits and vegetables, could be uh, cattle, could be different kinds of animals. Tell me about what was on that farm. Well, from what I remember, it was mostly cattle. I think uh, earlier on, it, there, they had pigs and stuff like that. But when, by the time I came along, I think it was mainly cattle because my, my father had been kind of ill, right? So he didn't. Uh, but, you know, the big vegetable garden, I have fond memory, memories of that, you know. And um, I'm sure my, you know, my mom has passed on too. But, you know, uh, that you just realize how much hard work that was. I mean, the huge gardens they had, the canning and and everything that they did. Oh, we did have chickens too. So I do remember that because I would go out in the yard and the stupid roosters would would circle me and Uh I'm yelling for mom. And, you know, my older sister was like, 
we'll just boot them out of the way, you know? So I was a little timid. <laughs> oh, some of those roosters have large talons and they're very, yeah. very intimidating uh, from time to time. I, I've had to deal with roosters in my life and, and yeah, they can be ferocious. They can be fierce. And, uh, but uh, yeah. there, there's a reason that, that you, you say they rule the roost, you know, because they are, pre- yeah, they are there uh, instinctually to, to protect the chickens. And here we are that's trying true. to get their eggs. And if they stop laying yeah. eggs, Maybe we're here there to get their meat, their protein. But how did yeah. that affect you the way? Um, well, OK, did your older sisters, did they work the farm as well? Or did they completely get out of the house and do other things? Um, I know a couple of my older sisters kind of helped, but there wasn't really, you know, they did whatever they could. But um, they usually, when they graduated, they moved away from the farm and, and you know, went on with some. Um, and I was just going to mention the, the the idea for my, I don't know if you've listened to my song, Small Town Prayer. Oh, yeah. That, that I mean, this what we're talking about. That's what, you know, that's why I wrote that song as, as you know, to, you know, to remember my mom and dad. And just the feeling of growing up not just on a farm but near a small small town where you know everybody you're related to most of them and it just never leaves you that's like i always say i'm just a small town girl because it never leaves and we live just outside of million you know plus city here's a little bit from a small small town no city lights for miles around dirt roads broken fences the simple life I like that. And then you show the town of Napinka. Obviously, you made the video in your hometown. Uh, there's a there's a barn there. There's uh, I mean, I encourage people, I, my loyal listener, go and check out the YouTube, check out the uh, the Spotify for sure. I don't even know where artists are making money, but I, I'm going way, way ahead of myself. I'm still on on little little baby uh, Sharon Marie, little little tween uh, Sharon Marie, you know, just uh, just getting out off the farm. Uh, I did want to uh, there was something I did want to know. Oh, um, well, I'm sure I'm sure it'll come back to me. Uh, but I was I, I got a sidetracked and I wanted to talk about your your sisters and, and what they were doing. But then when when you get to the i guess you get to a different city uh was was that when you got to uh alberta or i mean when you got to calgary or or did you go to a different city after um after your after oh my goodness after napinka yeah well we like i said we just moved to the next little town over and that's where i I learned the guitar and Mm -hmm. we formed a little band and it was a rock band um and back then um it was the eighties. I'm going to date myself, but uh-huh. there wasn't a lot of female rock singers. I mean, we had heart, but there was a few of them. So I sang a lot of guy songs. I sang lover boy and journey. And, but we, we got to be fairly successful, even though we were still in school. Um, we played every weekend and all summer long. That was my summer job. And, you know, I didn't have to go find a summer job. That was our summer job. So you really got to learn the, the chops, you know, and you got a little more confident and stuff like that. Um, so we did that for a lot of years. And then when I graduated, um, went to university to take school of music and met my husband. And as I say, you know, my brains fell out of my head and, and, you know, <laughs> no, but I, you know, you, you're starting to, to, uh, you're, you're giving the, the tent poles, the, the basics of you, you know, the, 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 
crossroads so far that you've given me is nine years old. You know, life changed. You know, when when dad passed, uh, you, you gave up the farm. You went to a different city, even though, you know, it was uh, another small town, I'm guessing. But this is where yeah. you started music. So that that's yeah. a that's a very that crossroad. These these different points in your life that that start to develop who you are right now. But, um, you know, at yeah. 14, you're you're playing in a cover band. And, you know, what yeah. kid wouldn't want to play in a cover band and not just a cover band, but a working cover band? You know, somebody, I it guess was, you were, were you doing uh, backyard parties or, or little uh, restaurants or what were you, what kind of gigs were you getting at that age? Yeah, we did a lot of dances, um, festivals, um, which was really fun. Yeah, school dances, um, a lot of, well, and then, you know, the, the province I mentioned, um, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. we used to be able to play in those bars and be underage because they would allow underage people to, to be at a restaurant well, or a bar for a certain time. But yeah, I think they maybe bent the rules a little bit, but again, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. When you're that good. I have fond memories. Yeah. When you're that good, I, I suspect they're, they're bending the rules because it seems like even at that age, you were taking it seriously. How many people were in this band and do you still keep track of them? Um, so there was Five of us, um, including like, and I said, I don't know if this would work today, but you know, our English teacher and he's, you know, he's the guy that got, got us all together. But like I said, I don't know if that would work nowadays, but, uh, and of course, because a lot of us weren't even of driving age, guess who got to drive to all the gigs and book the gigs. I mean, you know, looking back, I realized how much he, he did. Um, your, but, Engli- your English teacher was Jack Black, right? School of rock. <laughs> yes. He was pretty cool, though, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I could see him, well, you know, doing his English lessons, uh, A, B, C. And really, you're just learning the chords on the guitar or chords exactly. on any on the piano or the keyboard um, or whatever. Well, and, you know, you talked about Crossroads. Please. So um, he was a guitar player. We had a drummer, really amazing drummer, uh, bass player, another amazing guitar player who who he could play anything. He could play drums, piano guitar he played lead and he, again when he started okay when we really got going in the band I think I was 15 or 16 he was 14 and amazing so I'll, I'll tell you a story so when I graduated and I went to a little bit bigger city uh-huh. um, and he had moved out funny enough to Alberta starting to come together I get it so he had moved to Alberta and I was still in Manitoba and he had formed his own band and so we did a, our band was called Legacy. And so we did a Legacy reunion concert back in Manitoba. And he says, Sharon, I got this band. I want you to come. I want you to be my singer. And I was really, really excited. But I had met my husband to be at the same time. So there's those crossroads you're talking about. And I, you know, of course, I chose my husband. And then sadly, about a year or two later, he was, um, the guitar player was killed in a car accident. Whoa, tragedy. I know, I know. Yeah. Wow. So, and it's just, you know, and I, I, I think about him so much and I think what a waste because he was, you know, you know, people say to me, oh, you're talented. I'm like, okay, okay. But he was above and beyond. He just, he could play any instrument. He could just, you know, he was amazing. So it just, it, it you, you go through that anger and stuff. It's like, why, why him? <laughs> well, I mean, the life of a rock star that you've heard the tragedies over and over and over live fast die young uh leave a yeah. leave a beautiful corpse 
But, you know, <laughs> it's it's sad, but true. Uh, the 27 yes. club is uh, is is growing. You know, it's 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 a, it's a big club, uh, you know, that, yes. that the rock stars did, that didn't make it past 27. But my goodness, what that is a tragedy. That is something in your life. And but, the, you know, for for somebody like you, a creator and the people that I've talked to on this podcast and and even in, in, in real life, too. No, but, uh, you know, the, the tragedies, the life experiences uh, often become fodder, become a muse for songwriting for for that kind of a thing. But when you were in the in the cover band, were you even thinking about writing your own songs? Actually, no, not not really. And that didn't come till now. If I fast forward um, to the 90s, my husband and I are married. Um, We've got three little boys by this time. And the same guitar player that was in the rock band phones me up. Sharon, he says, you know, he says, uh, this country music thing is really taking off. He says, would you want to would you want to start up a country band? And I said, Sure. I said, I've always loved country music, right? So then we started in the band. It was so much fun because there were so many female singers, right? I mean, just Terry Clark and Patricia Conroy. That's some of the Canadians I'm mentioning. But Reba McIntyre, I mean, the list goes on and on. But so then we we did that. And again, we were playing every weekend. Plus, you know, having three little kids and Brad worked full time. And uh, I was working part time. But and so kind of what happened we were playing the dances and then I got brave enough to to start writing my own music bringing it to the band practices and saying to the guys okay what do you think and they put on their lead parts and their bass parts and harmonies and and eventually I just we just threw the songs into the set list you know when we're playing a dance and we wouldn't say anything I never said oh this is a song I wrote whatever we just play it and people would get up and dance and so that's when I twigged like, wow, maybe maybe these aren't bad songs. Like people, they don't know I wrote them, and yet they're getting whether it was a waltz or whether it was a two step or whatever. So that was kind of the very start of it. Well, most of the time when I'm going to a show, uh, you know, on the off chance that I I have a night off and I get to go and watch some live music, a lot of times it will be a cover band, and then they'll throw in, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an original song. But a lot of times they will announce it. That was very sneaky, Sharon Marie White. Hey, that that I think that's the way to go. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that to people. You know, because you put that in there, and the people are still going, and that's got to make yeah. you feel good. This came from your head, your you know your brainchild, and out yeah. to the world, and they're still digging it. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, a confidence booster, right? For sure. Well, what was the first one that you snuck in? And when was that? You said in the in the 90s you were in this band. The 90s. And what, what was the I, name of the band then? The first one was Legacy. What, what was the, the next one? Guns and Horses. <laughs> okay. Can you tell I was not pleased with the name, but we voted and I lost. Well, yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Guns and Horses. Uh, they're uh, a staple in country music. <laughs> You got to have one or the other, or maybe both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, are are there a lot of guns in uh, in in Manitoba? Does do do you? What are the gun laws up there? Uh, does are are they like us Americans where we're cowboys and everybody's got a gun or two in their uh, in their immediate vicinity? 
uh, or, or is it uh, are the gun laws a little stricter up there? They're ve- they're very strict, but supposedly we have more guns than than a lot of countries. But uh, most of it is used for hunting, right? For deer and and elk and different things. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's yeah, guy. Because I remember when I started dating my husband, you know, he was he go shoot gophers or you know prairie chickens or whatever. <laughs> Okay, I mean, he might need a gun rack in his truck. That's possible. But uh, okay, I, 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 I'm just trying to get the feel of life with you and how uh, you definitely have the country base. You know, being from the farm. Uh, you know, having yeah. uh, having the tragedy. Hey, uh, you know, face it, Daddy died, and that's uh, yeah. terrible. And, you know, but yeah. through that, that's that's the that that's the country. That's the blues. That is the basis. Yeah for for yeah. music is is having tragedy having life experience and did you it's did you happen to turn did you happen to turn that into a song did you know did you happen to to write a song for your pappy i actually just did a couple of years ago it's called stayed a while stayed a while okay i'm gonna see if i can find that while you're while you're chit-chatting because i got small town prayer that was in there but uh oh i like your your youtube it's grab a coffee you know and that, that's pretty cool yeah. And I, I did find your your Twitch. I added you on on Twitch. I'm also on Twitch. I I do a lot of game okay. uh, of uh, of Fortnite gaming there. But when I'm not oh. when I'm not Fortnite gaming, I I advertise for uh, you know for the the DJ stuff and and the podcast and what have you. But um, you know, what do you do when you're on Twitch? By the way, just uh, as. You know what? I signed up and I haven't done a darn thing yet. <laughs> we've, been so, we've been so busy because our boys are like older, but they're like, Mom, Mom, you got to get on Twitch. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it's, but we get working and it's just so darn busy. And then when we do come home in the fall, we're recording music. We're recording the songs and trying to get them out. So um, you, you mentioned something about what what is it like? It's like a, the word would be chaotic. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, trying to raise a, you know, raise a family and, and do uh, the music that, that it, it calls you, it, you know, you could, you could give this music up and raise the family, but you know, why is it that you press forward and you have to do the music? Is it a have to, or is it a want to, or is it a little bit of both? Tell me about it's, why you do the music. Yeah. It's a little bit of both because I mean, it, it certainly wasn't an easy thing. Um, you know, cause like I said, and then we also bought a flower shop and my husband was working full time, three little boys and still playing, you know, on the weekends. Um, maybe not as much, but um, just the pure pleasure of it. And this in just prior to the pandemic, um, I really got serious about the songwriting. Um, I did. Uh, I got a co-writer on, on about three songs. And so Again, it just kind of rejuvenated my my passion. It's like, okay, you've got all these songs and partially finished, and let's let's be a little more serious about it, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a have to. I mean, I may take pauses, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, now we're pretty much full on. Like we got to do this I know, when I, we can I, fit it in. I know I'm going to bounce back and forth a little bit, but tell me about the '90s with guns and horses. What kind of gigs? Were you playing there? And, uh, you know, when you were doing your covers as opposed to your uh, original songs, was it 80-20? Was it 50-50? Did it become uh, 20-80? Or was it all original at some point? Uh, tell me about the, the gigs, where you were playing, and what, what were the shows like? Um, kind of the same thing. Uh, dances, weddings, festivals, and probably um, 
I had a few originals and then the other guys were starting to bring in their originals, which which was cool too. So, but probably 80, 20, like 80 cover, 20 originals, that sort of thing. How many people Um, in the band and and what were the instrumentation for uh, Guns and Horses? um, So again, bass, um, three guitar players and a drummer. And um, one of the guitar players was a really good picker. Like, you know, he did the, the picking style, which was, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Did you count yourself? um, Did you count yourself as one of the guitar players? What's that? Did you count yourself as one of the guitar players? Yes. Okay. Yes. Loved. I I think my one, I I always wish I could have learned how to play lead because I feel like I I have the feel for it, but I don't know where to go on the, (laughs) on the fretboard. But I, I, I got pretty darn good as, as a rhythm player, I would have to say. I felt confident as a rhythm player. Well, yeah, because, you know, I, I don't see a lot of singers that become the lead guitarist as well. You know, it's hard enough to sing and play at the same time. Good point. Uh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, if you have the ability to uh, at least accompany yourself, hey, that makes you so versatile. You know, you can get hired out at a coffee shop at the drop of a hat. You can go out to the street and busk if the urge hits you. I just got to get outside and go play some some songs. Put your hat or your guitar case in front of you. Somebody throws a, a, a buck in there. That's great. You know, a, a few a few dollars. I don't know. Is it uh, what's what's the money like? How What, what is the de- denominations in in Canada? Um, it's it's still not great. I suppose it's about the same as it, so I, in fact, I, it was funny. I met a guy today that was at the house we, for doing something else with the house. And he is a musician. And and he says we talked about the money. And I said, well, what places can we play here? And he says, yeah, the money hasn't changed since the 70s. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the actual denominations in Canadian money. Is it dollar? Is it dollars? Is it is it pennies? Is it dimes? What's the oh, it's dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's dollars, but what is the yeah. the the change? What is the change called? The uh, coins. Oh oh loonies and toonies. Loonies and toonies. See? That's what you were asking. That's about. what okay. I was getting at. See? <laughs> the the money is you're 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 preaching to the choir because I recently it got put to my attention that DJs have been making the same money since nineteen since the eighties. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I started yes. back in eighty six I was probably charging pretty much the same as I'm charging right now, you know, uh, you I know, know. Uh, but uh, I'm, as I get better and better, you can charge a little bit more. You can command a little bit, know your worth and add tax. I tell people this entertainment business, the money it can be good, but the work is not steady. It's a constant hustle, but it sounds like you are a straight up hustler anyway, besides being a homemaker, you know, raising children, you have a flower shop, you have another part-time job. That's keeping you, uh, you know, uh, your your husband working in the oil business, and it sounded like it sounded before the podcast. He was on the phone making some kind of business moves, making those moves. He can't he can't help you with his camera. He's making moves. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, it sounds like you have a good team and a lot of people don't don't know. Uh, They think, um, oh, musicians, uh, you're making tons of money. Everything's fine, but you don't have insurance. You know, you got to pay for your own insurance unless you get yourself a job that pays for the insurance. And hopefully one of those day jobs is helping you pay for your insurance, whether it be yours or your husband's or something. At least that that is taken care of. But then then again, in Canada, it's a whole nother system over there. Uh, People keep uh, crossing the border to get their get their medicine 
uh, and get their their uh, procedures done. Uh, I'm hearing good things about at least the 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 medical is taken care of. How how, how yeah. am I getting it right? Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the only difference perhaps would be that sometimes for some procedures, you do have a six to eight to nine month wait. So that's that's the difference. So they are talking about maybe privatizing a few more things. And, you know, if you have the money to pay for something quicker, then then you could do that. Because is that kind of how it is in the States? Well, you know, I, I think if you have the money, you can get it done pretty much lickety split right now. Mm-hmm. Do it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but uh, those that don't have they do wait, you know, uh, right. if, if you if you have a, a broken arm, well, you better learn how to set it yourself. Uh, I think there's a YouTube video for that. You know, if, <laughs> if you don't have the money to get get it fixed. But, you know, I, I'm probably being silly uh, there. You know, there is there are a lot of uh, private organizations that do uh, have um, welfare uh, and, and gives to the poor. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tell people. And I do, you know, I, I walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, once you take care of yourself, make concentric circles outside of yourself to try to take care of your community. That's what we're supposed to be doing in this crazy world of ours. You know, maybe, yes. you know, you're, you know, I'm, I'm DJing and, and maybe I'll make a buck. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help promote people using this podcast. Maybe I'll make a dollar. Maybe I won't. You know, a, a lot of t- people say, uh, here, here's your check. Uh, enjoy it. You know, and I'll say, yeah. Ninety-nine percent of this is going right back into the business because that equipment is not cheap. You know, I'm, I'm guessing you got to buy new guitars, new strings, new cases, new microphones. It's uh, it gets expensive uh, to do what yeah, we do. And, and actually, like I'm in the studio right now, so we kind of revamped our studio and uh, you know put up new baffling and you know got some new equipment. So yeah, it's it's. It is very expensive, but I mean, you can't, you know, pardon the pun, cry the blues either because it's, it's what we want to do, you know, now when we retire, unless I can get, you know, a few more gigs or work part time, then, um, cause I've, I hire really good Nashville musicians, which is expensive, but I mean, I just, I just love them. I, they do their magic as I say, but you know, when we retire that maybe, you know, there won't be the funds for that, but, uh. You know, but I mean, there's amazing players around here. It's just we kind of stumbled upon these great guys in Nashville, and that's that's where we're using right now. But well, musicians don't retire; they just fade away. You know that, <laughs> that's that true. yeah, that, and that I'm being it's it's absolutely true. Every time I try to yeah. get out of this DJ business, I think, well, am I getting too old for this? And then I'll go do a high school prom, and it went great. So I'm still yeah. in touch, you know, and and I'm sure when you're playing for the people, you're looking across the crowd, you know, and seeing the demographic. Is it older? Is it younger? Is it uh, you know male? Is it female? And if it if the demographic is, you know, they're all grooving, they're all having a good time, especially when you play those festivals. If you play uh, at uh, at carnivals and and fairs where people aren't yeah. necessarily coming for you only, they're coming for music in general. But if they're sitting in front of you. And you got them entranced. That's got to make you feel good. That has to. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and that's. Uh, in fact, I was um, I was saying to my husband the other night we were, we were watching the Eagles or something on YouTube and and or something, and they talked about how I thought it was them or another band, but how you go to a different place, even though you're concentrating on the chords 
the words you're singing, and yet your mind is still going to this other place. I can't even describe it, but I, I've heard other people say that. You know, it's it's yeah. There's there's nothing like it. Even though I'm I'm very, um, I get so nervous. Like I can't eat before I play. Um, you know, I don't drink before I play. I because I want I want to take it seriously. But yeah, my, I wish my nerves weren't, but that, that's from not playing out a whole lot. So I'm going to try to book a few gigs in the winter because for me, that's when I can book the gigs is in the winter time because we're busy in the summer. Hey, Elvis got nervous before every show, except I think he uh, chemically made himself unnervous. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, the, the sign of a good musician, a good entertainer is somebody who's going to be going to be nervous, going to be worried that that show isn't going to go good because you want to give the people what they want. You give them their money's worth. They got up off the couch and they're in front of their big screen TV watching their Netflix and uh, and they came out and watched the Sharon Marie White uh, show. They got it. They came yeah. to the show and you want to give yeah. them their money's worth. You want to give them a value. So I, I appreciate that. Be nervous. Yeah. Do it. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you're uh, I'm listening to your music. And the first thing that that came to me, you know, was uh, so, some of the uh, some of the musicians from the 90s, the, the ladies, the the Shania uh, Twain, uh, you know, um, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, so of course, I'm thinking about all these uh, people as I'm, uh, you know, a- Amy Grant and and, um, and oh, my uh, Toby Keith. Why? Uh, no, wait. Is that oh yeah, Faith, Faith, oh, yeah, Faith Hill? I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking about all these and and I'm likening them to your style, your singing. It's very oh that's it. The nervousness it it comes uh, the ability to to be able to play music and be someplace else comes with your experience. You know you could be playing a song an original song that you played over and over and over again. But then you can, you can be thinking about your grocery list and what am I going to eat after the show while you're playing and while you're singing, you could do that because it's become ingrained into your, into into your body. It's in your head, in your soul. You have all this music. It's already there. You've practiced so much and you're still giving them 99.9% out there. While you're thinking about, huh, did I do the laundry? Did I, <laughs> you know, is, did I turn off the stove? I don't oh, know. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, but ah, I, I just, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you've worked at your craft. How often, how often do you get to, uh, to practice? I did, is there a practice place or is that studio that you're actually in right now? Is that where all the, all the fellas, all the, all the band members come? And play well. No, see, I when I I've got um, the guys in Nashville, and that's the beauty of technology. So I sit down, and my husband records me with my guitar, and we do a scratch vocal, and then I send it down to Nashville, and I set the guys do their magic, magic, and they send the tracks back, and then I do the good vocals, do the harmonies, or hire somebody to do the harmonies. Um, and then we send it away to be mixed and mastered. So there's this whole process. But um, I do have a writing room in the house, and we are in a motorhome in Saskatchewan. So my guitar, my trusty guitar, um, is called Pearl after my grandma. I named 
guitar because there's pearl inlay and I'm like oh I'm gonna call my guitar pearl after my grandma but so that comes with me everywhere whether we're in a hotel room or we're in the RV park and um so I'm always I'm always practicing I'm always writing um I have had a bad habit of I have a little binder with all my chords and words and I've been really you know to relying on them so I'm trying now to especially for my for my own songs to be able to remember and you'd think you would just remember but sometimes I mean because I haven't done it enough like if you're playing every weekend like I used to yeah I didn't have to I could do 30 40 songs in a night I didn't need no papers to look at but that could be an age thing too although I hate to say that <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll go back to the, the late, great Elvis. You know, my, my man, he forgot the words towards the end. Uh, you know, some of the so, some of the yeah. videos out there. And, and those were the, the most memorable shows, the ones where you forget yeah. the words. I think uh, I saw Greg Kinn down in Coconut Grove in Miami. And uh, I know this is not his song. You know, Our Love's in Jeopardy. That's his song. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Greg Kinn was in Coconut Grove. So he sang or he attempted to sing coconut grove another song by somebody else he didn't know the words he forgot the words but it was so much fun and i still remember it 30 years later love it yeah. it's a yeah. great it, it, those little mistakes those little those little mishaps hey when when you fall off the stage please don't fall off the stage no but those no, those are that. the videos that go viral those are the ones that that people will remember and you know hey if it gives you a couple more dollars and gets you a few more listeners Hey, was it worth it? Was the juice worth the squeeze? I don't know. I fell off yeah. the stage. I hurt my little finger. I can't play guitar for the next couple of weeks. You know, but uh, you know, <laughs> was it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I digress. You know. But I, tell me about. Uh, have there been any mishaps in your shows? Have have, have the the uh, has the electricity ever gone out? Has the microphone ever gone dead? Has the has the speaker ever started popping and hissing, uh, blown out? Tell me about way back, way back in the day. Um, we were at a festival, and this is when we were in the um, Guns and Horses band, uh. and we're at this huge festival, of course, huge speakers, and all of a sudden we just heard this boom. We thought it was an airplane going over, but no, the speakers had blown. And so um, the guys, I'm not a real great, um, just like play whatever. So the guys just kind of jammed together uh, just to kind of keep the crowd calm and, and, and happy. And they were just jamming and it worked, you know. <laughs> well, if the speakers are blown, how is that uh, music getting out to the world or is this all acoustic? It was just acoustic, yeah. Just to just to do instead of looking at each other and wondering what we're supposed to be doing. So it was, yeah. So you tell that group to come a little closer. We got no yeah. PA system. Come a little closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes it more intimate. It's nice. Yeah, and when you were talking about the '90s country, um, I think. Um, well, in fact, I'll tell you um, the song I I wrote with uh, co-writer Dan Washburn, who is from Ontario. Um, it's called I'll Bring the Wine, and him and I are up for Best Traditional Country Song of the Year uh, for the Josie Music Awards, which are held down in Nashville. And so we'll know in October if we won or not, but I just, I have so many people, you know, say to me, oh, you're bringing traditional country back. And I'll so play. that's a real, that makes me feel really good because I, I love that. I mean, I love all music. I write blues. I've written folk. So I like it all. But um <clears throat> there's still something about that traditional like some of the newer country i i don't know i don't know if i am a huge huge fan i don't know 
You know, there's formulas, okay? If you hear about trucks and beer and women, and, and it's just, it, you know, it's the same four or five items that you're going to hear all the time. And, and, and funny enough, what was it? The uh, David Allen Coe made fun of it. Uh, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison and she went to pick her up in the rain, and, you know, and you got hit by a yeah. train, you know, but it's making fun of those little items, those little elements that record yeah. producers, record companies will say, you know what? That song had all these elements. Why don't you write a song with all those elements? And we'll see if right. we can make lightning uh, strike twice in the same yes. spot. But no, I listened to that song and I have I have it right here. Beautiful song. I know we're on and off again, but you cross the line. Me. Oh, gorgeous song, gorgeous video. I'm a, a child of the 80s myself. I know uh, we're about the same age. I remember when video killed the radio star in 1981 on a little thing called MTV. When MTV yeah. used to play music videos, I appreciate the videos. I appreciate that video. Well, did it kill the radio star or did it enhance the radio star? I like music exactly. videos. I like the, the fact that you take the time to make a music video and these videos are going to be played this weekend at the rab in oh. conway arkansas because <clears throat> my job as a club dj is to is to play stuff you know and, and awesome. play stuff that people haven't heard you say that you slip in a couple of original songs uh, in your cover shows well i'm going to slip yeah. in a couple of sharon marie white songs in my in my uh club show and people are going to go who is that Oh, that's Sharon Marie White. That. <laughs> that's that's my job since 1986. Uh, you know, back wow. back in the 1900s, kids. When I started on radio, <laughs> when I started on on you know DJing for clubs and weddings and parties and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't play an instrument. I had guitars. I have a full keyboard, piano out there. I mean, just mm-hmm. a professional. Don't know how to play any of it. Don't know how to play it. I leave that to you. My job is to to help to promote you, is to help to to get the word out about you. Yes, you've gone this far. You can, you need a team to help you get further. You said you have a team in Nashville that's helping you get further. Tell me about the studio that has its wonderful musicians. What is that studio? Give shout outs to people that have helped you out along the way. It's good to give credit where credit is due. Oh, absolutely. So the main guys um, are Jim Riley, who is the drummer for, he used to be the drummer for Roscoe Flats. Nice. Steve King, who was the piano player for Roscoe Flats. And I can't remember, I can't remember the guitar player's name. Ah. Um but yeah, these guys, and it was kind of, we found them during the, the pandemic. And of course they couldn't go out and play. And so, you know, Jim said, we really appreciate the, the business, you know, and so we kind of formed this, this relationship and I can get him on, on, um, you know, zoom and, and, and talk to him about the song and say, I got this kind of idea. And, uh, um, I did a folk song called Don't Wish Away the Days, which was totally different than the other songs I'd sent him. I think it was Small Town Prayer, and then I sent him Don't Wish Away the Days. And I said, do you know, I can hear fiddle in that. Do you know of a fiddle player? And he said, I think I just might. Well, here, and it's the same fiddle player for I'll Bring the Wine. Have you heard of Janae Fleener? No, I haven't. 
Tell me oh, about you got to look her up. She's played with Blake Shelton. She's playing with um, Keith Urban right now. I mean, she's just amazing. And again, she has her own studio. So you send her the files and she, um, yeah, and she, you know, does her magic. And I am just blown away that I get to work with these people. I am just like, I can't believe this is, this is happening. And then the, the other song I sent down to another group, Chris Autry. Um, he has played with uh, I remember, Josh Turner, uh, Jody Messina, but you know, they just want to play. Like you said, musicians just want to play and do their thing. And yeah, they're going to, they want to make some money and I'm, I'm happy to give them some money because I'm just like, wow, I get to play with these people. This is so cool. <laughs> you know, you're so funny that uh, you, you were talking to a musician in Nashville and you asked if, if he knew a, a fiddle player. I'm sure he threw a, <laughs> he threw a small pebble like in any direction and just hit one. Oh, there's one right there. <laughs> but that's exactly, that's funny exactly. well what's the name of the studio that you're that you're working with oh, i can't remember the, the brand new one i'm working with i can't remember what oh, okay. it's called and then jim's is um it's just through kind of a like a, um a company kind of thing but i like that we just like i said my, brad kind of scouted these guys out and it's just been you know we kind of form a relationship and for me it's just like feather in my cap because and i mean i mean i know they'll work for with anybody but it just still makes you feel kind of special <laughs> gotcha well i mean we're talking about teams and you've actually built yourself a team you found the husband and then you you had yourself some more teammates you have children are and uh yep. i mean one of the things that that we have to do in this business uh be it on my side with the dj thing or your side with the with the playing music with the um the live music aspect of it we have to brand ourselves and we have to put ourselves out on social media and navigating that has it been easy for you i mean we we grew up at a time when computers were starting to come in i remember in school uh playing on an apple uh lisa uh you know and learning pascal and apple basic and learning how to program learning to code you know back in the early days of computing so we grew up without computers yeah. And then we grew up into the computer age. So we're not doing too bad, I think. But about the social media, yeah, I mean, you have a Facebook. Uh, to, uh, you, have a, you have a great website, first of all, at SharonMarieWhite.com. Beautiful. Got yeah. great pictures of you. Got your bio. Got a place to buy the music. That is ultimate. You know, rather than going through Apple, uh, I'm sorry, Apple, my, my AI overlord, you know, but going through Apple and Spotify, you have the ability to sell your own music on your website and possibly get most, if not all, of the proceeds of said music. Is that right? It, it is, but it, it, I mean, I think I've had over 5,000 people visit the site, but to be totally honest, not many people are buying. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I know, but I don't, I don't get, you know, hung up on that either. And, um, it's hard. It's very hard in Canada to get Canadian airplay, radio airplay. I mean, I get played all over the world, um, you know, on podcasts like yours or internet radio stations, yeah. but it's, it's pretty tough to get, uh, to, you know, and I, I don't know if I should say that, but it's, it's for me, it's the truth. And I don't know if it's my style of music, uh, if it's the age or I don't, I don't know what it is, but I can't 
I went through a time like I released Poor Me Again and I paid the promoters and I did all this and did all that and had high hopes and people love the song. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, mainstream Canadian radio wasn't interested. So it's like, OK, but oh, well, you're not going to stop me anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, let me tell you on my side of, of the of the of the turntables and the microphone. Uh, you know, when I've worked for mom and pop stations where it's like only one or maybe two stations owned by one or two people, you know, just like a, a very small uh, station, but still in a big market, you know, down in Miami. Those I had the most leeway with when I was working for big corporate radio, those playlists were centralized. And I don't know how I wasn't able to to control the music, even though I was the live DJ, I was giving the weather, I was giving the news, I was giving, you know, little tidbits about the uh, of information about the, the songs that were being played, but I wasn't able to choose the playlist. But when I was on the mom and pop station, I was the I was the promoter, I was the uh, web designer, I was the music director. I was the janitor, okay? You know, I did many jobs in that one little station, and I was able to find a Sharon Marie, Marie White song and listen to it. Oh, that's, that's got a good, good uh, tune to it. Let me put that on the turntable. Of course, there's no turntables anymore. It's all computerized. It's all digital. I mean, the transition from records, which I loved, getting a nice 12-inch with the liner notes, little history of where Sharon Marie White was, at this time, when she wrote that song, and then CDs, okay, you better get your glasses out, because the liner note's a little smaller, but are there even records anymore? I'm thinking about when I was you know, playing music, and I was working at the smaller stations, I had more ability to pick up a Sharon Marie White song, and listen to it, and go, yeah, I want to play that, and put it on the turntable, and put it right out to the air, and you know, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands, of people are listening to your song. But a a lot of times when you're in big corporate radio, you don't have that leeway. You know, I I hear a lot of local artists just like you that will say, Hey, I went to the local radio station and they didn't show show me any love. They showed me no love. They didn't play my song. I do. I do have to say that because that's how this whole thing kind of restarted. There's a new country station here in our hometown here. And so I guess it was, yeah, just before the pandemic and, they were starting out and I had this little song that we had made in our studio and my son played the drums. My niece played piano. It's called shine. And, um, and I, I thought, you know, that's one thing about getting older. It's like, what have I got to lose? I emailed the radio station and said, I'm a local gal. I have a song. Would you play it? Thinking I'll never hear back. And lo and behold, they emailed me back and said, sure, we'll play it and come on in for an interview. So that's how the whole thing started. So every time I have a new song, at least they'll, they'll get me in for an interview and stuff like that now. And they, they put me on like count, like our, our, our radio local favorites or whatever. But, but it's not a lot of airplay. But again, I appreciate whatever they can do because I know they only have so much control. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you have to understand that just exactly what you're saying. They, they don't have the control anymore. It's, it's so corporate now. Yeah, it was fun when I was the music director, when I was able to play uh, to uh, make the playlist for this station in Miami that I was working for. It was a one person station. They had one station in in, uh, uh, South Florida and then another station in Key West, about 100 miles away. And sometimes we, we would simulcast it. And, you know, it was really 
fun working at that station. I didn't make a lot of money, but it was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of fun. And, but yeah. uh, you know, with the corporate radio, when you have somebody that owns maybe two or four hundred stations, and yes. that's where you don't have a lot of leeway as the solo DJ. But hopefully, that that country station in your town, it, it does have. It looks like it has the ability to uh, to set their own playlist, and I like that. Even in this on demand world that we're living in where you can get your song at any time watch your movie at any time uh you know consume at your own at your own uh, pace at your own right. leisure you know terrestrial radio still does have a place uh, people in their cars you know if they're not listening to a podcast which i do from time to time i will flip yeah. it over to the radio station and take a listen you know just to keep yeah. up with with the new music you know flip it to the country station Oh, that's pretty good. Flip it over to the pop station. Okay, I got to get that song. Uh, you know, the kids might want to hear that one at the next Sweet, six, sweet 16, you know, but uh, right. you got to yes. keep up. And, and But in the car, yeah, listening to terrestrial radio still has a place. I, I do miss yeah. working on terrestrial radio from time to time, but uh, but I, I'm glad that you're getting some love from your local station because that's important. Yes, I appreciate it. That's going to sure. keep you yeah. home That and maybe – you know, a, a restaurant owner or somebody local at a local bar or club is going to hear your name and they'll go, huh, I do want to have some entertainment this weekend. Let, why not make it uh, Sharon Marie White? Are you playing any gigs in town? Is anything coming up uh, in the next little bit? Um, well, next week, uh, no, next month, um, I was asked to come play at a, um, it's kind of like an archery veterans benefit thing so um and it's it's just it's it's a non-paying gig but hey my my dad was a veteran he was in world war ii so i thought this this would be awesome to help support the guys and 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 also uh, and women and just to go out and play for people that probably maybe never heard of me and then i'm i'm like you talked about hustle i'm trying to find gigs for the winter months because that's when i will be here uh, in our town so um and i've played at um uh, the um, senior center. I shouldn't call it what I was going to call it. The old folks home, but <laughs> the senior center, and you know stuff like that. And it's it's a lot of fun because I mean they're really appreciative, you know. And it's so cool they get they get entertainment for these folks uh, once a week. Yeah, one of my favorite karaoke shows. One of my favorite karaoke shows that I did was called, was at the ALS. I think that's what you, what you call it now, uh, or ALF, the assisted living facility i think is the yes, the new term but i still called it old folks home you know and i think they were okay with that and senior center i think was just like a touch above that but yeah assisted yeah. living hey i'm ready to, i'm ready to move into assisted living they got uh, shuffleboard and they got karaoke and they got live music and they got sharon marie white coming uh once a week or once every couple of weeks that sounds great i'm I, when do i sign where do i sign up when, when can i move in no, that's fantastic. Yeah, I know, and they have a bar. I, I walked in; and it was like the length of the bar, and I said to my husband, "I think I want. We want to be here, you know, not right away, but <laughs> yeah." They get wine boxes with their dinner. Whenever I was doing the karaoke show, there was like box wine that was going table to table, and I'm going, "Huh, look at that!" All right, <laughs> once you make it to a certain age, my goodness, all bets are off. Anything goes. That's you can great. do what you want. That's great. You know, I've I've lived my life. I've raised my children. Uh, anything goes now, you know, it, it, yeah. once, once your kids are out of the house, what are you going to do? Eh, yeah. Live, just live, <laughs> have fun. Yeah. 
have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, I'm exactly. I'm I'm glad that uh, that you're doing it. You you're doing what you want to do. You're you're putting the music out to the people. You got people helping you out. Who's uh, helping you navigate the the social media? Or are you doing it all yourself? Um, I'm doing most of it myself. Um, just because Brad is so darn busy working, he doesn't have a whole lot of time other than to fix the computer screen. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But. I do all the Facebook, the Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, I belong to, uh, I network a lot with uh, Spotify groups and playlists and stuff like that. It's just kind of a, a thing we do, but it's it's really cool how many people I've met. I may never meet them in real life, but you know, like, like you and me right now, I've just been Ireland and Scotland and the UK and we're all just trying to do the same thing you know, work together and support each other. You know, in the beginning, I was a little like, oh, they're getting ahead, blah, blah, blah. And then I, now I'm like, no, we have to work together. We have to help each other. Yes, we do. So important. Well, speaking yeah. of helping you, I just snuck over to uh, Brad's uh, uh, Facebook page. And my goodness, he is sharing your stuff. He's your biggest cheerleader. He's your biggest <laughs> promoter. Fantastic. Way to go, Brad. Way to go, Brad. No, that's good. It's good to have somebody like that in your life. You know, somebody that's that's pushing you along. If you want to do this, you know, I, I think yeah. I, I talked to uh, Rick Stone. Uh, he's a singer songwriter. And I mean, he's so prolific, but uh, clap for people. Clap for people. Get them out yep. there. It takes nothing to share right. uh, share uh, one of your your uh, posts on on my site. You know, uh, share. Uh, I'll bring the wine music video. Share it right now on on uh, on your own page and take a listen. My goodness, I I hope that you know. I we're talking about how do we make a living doing this as an independent artist? It's yeah. um it's really tough. But uh, is there merchandise? Yeah, I heard even buying a T-shirt is better than than uh, streaming a song on Spotify. Do you have any merchandise? Are you working I, on that? I don't at this. I don't at this point, and I I don't know. I I think it's just kind of a shy thing. It's like I don't know if I should, or you know. It's like, <laughs> Put your face on a T-shirt. Put your face on a T-shirt. A button. <laughs> a hat. A bumper sticker. Sharon Marie White has to be on my bumper. <laughs> You know, that's it's merchandising uh, where the real money's made. I know I was quoting Mel Brooks in Spaceballs, but I, I guess I'm dating <laughs> myself. Merchandising. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you yeah. know, hey. I have, yeah, I have thought about it. But, you know, I always think, oh, well, that's for more for people that are that play out a lot or tour a lot. But but you're right. And I mean, heavens, I the other thing about this whole adventure is um, not just my family and extended family, but just you know, fans you make along the way. Um, it's, it's really rewarding. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, like I meet a lot of people at the RV park, you know, and I'll give them my card. I do have a business card. So at least they can go find me to play my music and, you know, they'll say, why don't we hear you on the radio? Why? <laughs> you wonder about that. Cause uh, you know, I tell my loyal listener, I'm going to, I'm talking to you again, my loyal listener, go and see a local live artist you're going to find that they've been working on their craft just as much as those that are in the top 100 on Billboard. And they're going to sound just as good jamming live for the most part. You're going to go, huh, why aren't they on the radio? Well, they haven't taken that leap. It's a little luck. It's a little blood, a little sweat, little tears, especially if you have a family. Being on the yeah. road, 
It takes a toll on a family. I'm sure Brad doesn't want to have you going off to Europe and playing your songs and going off to South America, to Argentina with 100,000 fans in front of you and Brad's home crying. Where's where's my Sharon Marie? (laughs) I miss that lady. I can see that. Exactly. You know, but, you know, keep it local. If there is a possibility that you can make, you know, make a living or make some kind of extra cheese, keep it local. I I do. You know, I don't play any more than a few hours away when I'm doing my parties and my weddings and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's driving distance. I can drive there, do the show, drive back. That's ultimate. Yeah, because if if it becomes work and too much, then you're not having fun again. It comes back to the, you know, and going back to the, you know, we talked about being famous in the 27 group. And I, when I was in the rock band and I was young, that's all I wanted. I thought I wanted. I thought I wanted to be famous, right? And then I was like, it didn't happen at 30, it didn't happen at 40, it still hasn't happened. But you know what? I There's so many people down that aren't happy that are famous. Or they, I mean, look at Taylor Swift. I mean, she can't just go to the grocery store. I mean, it changes your whole entire life. So, yeah. you know, there's the downside, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trappings of fame. Yes, uh, you know, the, the Biebs grew up on a camera. You know, Justin Bieber was, uh, you know, grew up from 16 to whatever age he is now with a camera flashing in his face. Of course, somebody is going to catch him doing something stupid or cause him to do something stupid. You know, if you if you have a camera flashing in your face all the time. Hey, hey, but, you know, if if you if you got the millions that go along with it, is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, (laughs) is it worth it? But you have to determine that. And it sounds like you're in a spot, in a space where it's comfortable for your family, for your psyche, for your mental health. You're able to play out at a a local club, grab your guitar, go busk a little bit. A player's got to play. And, you know, you're going to do this thing for this benefit. Uh, You know, not only you're going to get some exposure. Yes. Okay. And a player's got to play. Yes. Okay. But you're also giving back to the community. You're giving them yes. something. You're giving you're giving back to the veterans that have helped us out, you know, in so many yes. ways. I wish we didn't have to have wars. No wars, okay? And, you know, oh, if, I know. If we could use our armed services to go, uh, you know, build uh, for, the, uh, for the less fortunate, please. Yeah. Quit fighting. Yeah. Stop fighting. All right. I know. Let me I get know. off my it's soapbox. Kind of, it, yeah, it is. It's kind of a crazy world, that's for sure. But... Uh, yeah, no, we're just really enjoying it, and it uh, keeps us keeps us busy, and you know, then we can balance the fun with the work, and yeah. So I'm I'm really enjoying the journey, and I'm and I found that it's amazing the people that want to see you succeed, right? It's absolutely you know, <laughs> yeah. on, as you said. Well, you got a fan on this side, right here, right here in, in Conway, Arkansas. Yay! <laughs> you know <laughs> so this this kid from South Florida. Now in Arkansas, I don't know if you know the difference. I just probably as much as I know uh, the difference between uh, Napinka and Calgary. It's it, you know it's just geography uh, wherever yes. you wherever the dirt under your feet is. But um, you know I've taken some of your time. We've barely scratched the surface of Sharon Marie <laughs> White. You know I want you. Uh, you've given some shout outs already. Give some more shout outs as we wind this thing down uh, of people that have helped you along the way. Uh, if you want to talk about any, uh, you talk about your kids, what are they doing? What are they getting into? Or, uh, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to wind down with. Well, 
all our kids, our three boys are very musical, but um, it's not a, it's not a passion for them. It's, you know, but they can always, the beauty about music is you can come back to it at any time of your life. It's not like being a hockey player or sports. For, I mean, I used to play sports, so I'm not knocking sports. I love sports, but you know, you're not going to go lace up your skates at 85, but I mean, you can maybe grab your guitar or your banjo or your mandolin or even drums, you know, and you can, you can continue. So um, that's totally up, up to them, but um, they're the boys and they're, they're, wives or significant others are always you know I put out polls to vote for me and they're always voting and cheering me on so that is is pretty special right you know and and like I said extended family and my sisters and my cousins um on both sides um that, that was the one thing too that it was funny when Brad and I first began dating I said well my dad comes from a family of 11 and he goes well my mom comes from a family of 11 like it was just you know it was kind of it was kind of kind of neat that way but yeah it's um and it's nice once you do get kind of noticed a little bit it really forges you on like okay I I'm on the right track I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing I'm going to try to get better at it for for me the ideal thing it's not getting famous but if somebody would ever record one of my songs that maybe was a little famous that would be a dream come true I have to admit Oh, you've already said you're open to collaboration. So I'm guessing you're open to more collaboration. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Let's wind this thing down. Um, as I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. I don't want you to, this to be the last time that we talk as things progress, as time happens. If you have shows that you want to promote, you come on back. We don't have to talk for the whole hour. If you want to just chit chat okay. for a little bit, maybe 20, 30 minutes and, and uh, tell people about upcoming events and upcoming songs, uh, you're invited back to the What Makes You Famous podcast for sure. But uh, like I said, we do the last words for the people. This could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Sharon Marie White, give the last words for the people. Um, do what you love. Don't worry about the naysayers. Um, just, yeah, keep forging ahead and 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 uh, be happy in what you do. And, yeah, don't let negativity get in there. <laughs> be positive. My glass is always half full. I said it's usually of wine, but it's always half full. <laughs> Well, there you have it, party people. Sharon Marie White. What a nice lady. She's been doing it a long, long time since she was 14. I mean, and she led on. She's back in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. She's been doing it a long, long time. And you could tell. I mean, when you when you look at her videos, when you listen to her music, it's seasoned. She's been doing it a long time. There's a that voice has been trained. It, to, to play that music, to sing that music. You don't get that from these young whippersnappers. It's very rare that you get a child prodigy that can come right out of the gate doing it right. But Sharon, she's going to give you the show. She's nervous before every show, which means she cares. She's going to give you the good show. So hire Sharon Marie White out in uh, Calgary, in the Alberta area. Keep it close to home. She's got a family that cares about her, that loves her. She's a good lady. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate that. You got love. You got the kids. You got the music. And you got the flower shop. We didn't even talk about the flower shop. Should have said the name of the flower shop. 
Look her up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and just, uh, you know, find the Sharon Marie White dot com there and buy some of that music. It's only a dollar ninety nine Canadian. Yeah. Get some songs. Keep that lady going. I mean, just a just the one song will keep her going for quite some time. Two songs, you know, the. The appreciation, the love, you know, the add more friends just keeps you going. When you do a good show, just makes you want to do another one. Get that dopamine rush. I love it. Life of an entertainer. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I know. Uh, thank you so much, Sharon Marie White, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast and letting me ramble and uh, pick your brain about things. And I know we went back and forth and, and kind of, I, I was kind of wishy-washy, but I, I'm happy that I got a chance to chit chat with you and I look forward to the next time and I'll be following you around your social media. That's right. And if you're uh, wanting to collaborate, slide into our DMS business only business only. And um, you know, maybe you could sing a song or sing one of her songs. How about that? My loyal listener, you got the ability that you have a good singing voice. See if uh, she'll license one of her songs out to you. How about that? That'd be cool. Yeah, and you could sing a Sharon Marie White song. And you'll be cool. You'll be that much cooler. How about that? That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. All right. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash Keys Dan. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What? The music you want with some words to live by. Time heals almost everything. Give time, time. A public service message from RadioWhat.com. The music you want. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. <laughs>